0: Seht. I can just gone 7 o'clock here on SENZ and it is time for In the Red, our dedicated Crusaders show every Monday from 7 till 7.30 here. All thanks to the Chemist Warehouse the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Now tonight we will be celebrating uh, the Crusaders they managed to get up over Moana Pacifica, a come from behind 38-21 win the Crusaders were down 21-17 at the break but kept their opponents scoreless in the second Half to celebrate Mitch Ritchie Moonga's 100th match for the Crusaders. Joining me to talk about this game and many other things is another Crusaders centurion, and that's Wyatt Crockett. Wyatt, how are you today?
1: Oh, really good, team. Thank you. It's a bit, bit wet here in Nelson, but I'm really good. Thank you.
0: Did you have a uh, good Easter weekend?
1: Yes, yeah, nice and relaxing. Watched a fair bit of footy and. Um, put the feet up, which was good.
0: That's what we like to hear, mate. But I must, I must ask you straight off the bat: Were you a little worried there at one stage when the Crusaders were down at the break to Moana Pacifica?
1: Yeah, it sort of um, reminded me of some of those real banana skin games where you just, um, you know, you could just see and feel that Moana were really, really up to the op- up to the occasion, and the Crusaders were perhaps just a little bit off their game. and Sort of struggled to get it going there in that first half, and um, thankfully the, the bench came on and did a, the business in the end. But it was, yeah, it was it was pretty scratchy that first half in particular.
0: When you're in that position and you're playing a team that you know is struggling, does your mindset change at all, or do you, as part of the coach's job, to really keep that mindset going to say, look, boys, you can't drop your heads. I know this team's struggling, but you just have to keep on with it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a real challenge because you, first of all you've got to identify it because you know in, in all games you you might make a few mistakes earlier that's you know that, that can happen you know you're not just you know executing like you would like um, but then actually realising that you know you're a little bit off your game things aren't clicking and you but you really want to you really want to start getting urgent before you get desperate um, often you see um, you know teams that are having a, a bit of a shocker. Um, you know, it'll be, it won't be until the, that last twenty minutes where they get really desperate and um, and really trying to play catch up footy, and that's that's when you can get yourself into a spot of bother. So it was good to see the the Crusaders. I suppose I think they sort of sensed it late in that first half. Uh, obviously had a good chat in the halftime, and then just they didn't you know, didn't panic, stuck to their guns and eventually were able to get the job
0: done. Is that when you see your real leaders and your real you know, inspirational guys in your team really starting to step up in those moments where they're probably talking to some of these young guys and saying, look, we can't, we can't drop our heads here. We have to keep going. We have to fight back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the team on the weekend was certainly lacking a little bit of that leadership that we sort of come to expect. Um, so, yeah, I think it was... You know, someone like Willie Hines, having someone like Willie Hines there on the bench, a real driver of the team, he's been through it before, he's got that, you know, huge amount of game understanding and been through all those scenarios before, Um, I'm sure he would have had a good chat with the coaches, you know, during halftime, after halftime and really able to come in and sort of make a good change towards the end of that game. Um, being that fresh man and, and seeing it all unfold from the
0: sideline yeah totally and the Crusaders we will touch on the injury toll very soon they've got so many guys sidelined but they did welcome back Jack Goodhue, but he didn't last long what do you say to a guy like that who has had so many injuries over the last few years and his confidence must have taken a big hit yeah
1: tough really really tough for Jack um, I guess you know he'll he'll be I guess grateful that it's nothing to do with his knees or his groins that he's had the major issues with. Um, you know, concussion can happen at any time and anyone. So um, fortunately, it wasn't anything, hopefully nothing too major, and um, and he can, you know, get back out on the park in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, just hard, hard for Jack, you know, been you know what he's been through, obviously he wants to put his best foot forward this year, in particular, going into a World Cup. Um so yeah, oh, I'm sure. You know, Jack's a pretty level-headed guy. He's um, he's real calm, and he'll he'll be okay. And he'll uh, you know he'll get another opportunity in the next few weeks. And um, yeah, and, and yeah, likewise, good to see some of the other guys coming back in the next week or so as well after the buy, which will, um, which no doubt will relieve some of the guys that have been carrying the load over the last few weeks in particular.
0: Yeah, I think I read a, a stat, and it's incredibly staggering. I think through the seven games the Crusaders have played so far, they've used about 40 different players.
1: Yeah, that's that's massive, eh? Like Crusaders genuinely use the, the least number of players... Um, Cause they're pretty settled but yeah they've, um, they've certainly been through their fair share of injuries this year so touch wood we've sort of been through that wretched run and um you know we have a bit of, bit of luck on our side over the next you know the rest of the season um but far out it's just been relentless isn't it every week there seems to be a reasonably major one pop up so um yeah it's funny how they sort of come and Come in waves like
0: that. Uh, an area that you will know quite well, of course, is the scrum. I don't know how much involvement you personally had with lineouts. You know, probably probably did quite a yeah. bit of lifting. But when you've got so many injuries and so many guys in the in the pack changing, is, how does that affect your lineout? And how does that affect your scrum? D- does does that change at all? Because I'm assuming that you've got different players in there. They probably have different attributes.
1: Yeah, definitely the. the I think uh, it just sort of upsets your rhythm and you you know you you get used to working with certain players uh, you know for example, the relationship a prop has with his lockers actually you know is it's quite a close relationship you, you understand that you know there's little subtle differences with how how much um, each different prop might lean into the opposition or um, you know what they do with their feet and stuff like that so um, that combination that you build with a lock over time, it, it definitely makes a big difference. So it definitely affects the whole, that, those combinations. Just like, you know, in midfield, you know, they have their combinations that they get used to and um, it almost, you know, becomes so instinctive. It's, it's a little bit somewhere in the, in the forwards. It's just a little bit less um, visible for everyone else. But, um, you know, obviously played a lot with Sam Whitelock and had had him him uh, with him closely, and you know, you get that combination where you just, you know where he's going to be, he's going to tap you, you to move out, make way for him, and um, yeah, so, um, thankfully the the Crusaders have got some great, um, you know, some some great guys that have been coming in and, and doing the job really well, the likes of the Williams, who we spoke about so much last week, but he's just, you know, done so well this year, and filled that gap, um, uh, led by uh, Ollie, um, and, yeah, so, no, doing, doing a great job.
0: If I if I had told you at the start of the season the Crusaders were, were going to be 5-2 and two heading into the bye, they would have had an incredible inju- injury toll. Uh, do you, How would you have seen that? Like, if I was to ask you to rate the Crusaders season so far, what would you give it?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a tough question because I actually genuinely think it's going to help the Crusaders later on in the season. Going through a bit of a bit of a challenging time at the start of the season, you know, they've obviously been extremely successful over the last six seven years, won titles for fun. Um, you know, had they come into the season and and just just rolled rolled through the comp and won every game. Um, you know, there's a real risk of a bit of complacency, and um, you know, and then expecting it to happen. Whereas I think going through a bit of a bit of a struggle at the start of this season, uh, you know, I think it's going to make keep keep the team really hungry. Um, you know, they understand that there are some teams out there that are playing extremely good footy, and they're going to have to be at their best to to win this tournament this year, um, and even just to make the top two. You know, you've got to you got to get some, some wins, so they get some home-ground advantage in that semi-final. And, um, yeah, so I, I think, in, in, a, in a funny kind of way, I think it's actually going to be helpful that they've had this struggle, but I think they'll probably give themselves a six out of 10 at the moment. You know, they know that it hasn't been perfect, um, but I don't think they'll be too worried about that either.
0: We are nine minutes after seven here on In the Red, brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the Rearhouse house of fragrances. Uh, we're going to take a short break here, and coming up after the break, I'm going to talk to Wyatt, just ask him a bit about you know, some of the favourite things he got up to on his bye week, and ask uh, some of the pros and cons of the Crusaders season so far. And we'll also get his uh, Crusaders DHL Super Rugby Player of the Week, all that and more coming up here on In the Red. Is the in- Ben Francis in for Ricardo Ball here on In the Red on SCNZ. Proudly brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse, the Chemist Warehouse of Real House of Fragrances. Justin Marshall usually is the co-host on In the Red, but he's overseas and we've got Wyatt Crockett uh, in the hot seat, one of the many Crusaders centurions. And we've actually had a text come through Wyatt here from Brett and he asked, uh, Richie Mwanga had his 100th game for the Crusaders on the uh, weekend. Do you remember your 100th game and how special was that for you?
1: Uh, I don't I think we lost um, so I sort of wipe that from my memory but um, yeah really it is a, it's a huge thing to get to that, to the 100 game milestone because um, you know the Crusaders have so many centurions've um, got photos of all the centurions on the walls and um, on the honors boards at, at the base. Um, so I guess to, to stamp your mark and you know be part of that legacy is, is something that, you know, I always strive for to, to achieve that, to be around long enough to play 100 games. Um, you've got to be doing something right and, um, yeah, obviously, you know, as well as playing 100 games, you obviously want to be contributing and, and um, you know, and playing well in on those 100 games. So, and, you know, Richie's done that so, so well. He's been one of the, one of the greatest crusaders of all time and... Um, yeah, he's certainly
0: made his markets for sure. I've just done uh, some, just done a quick search. I don't, can't see who you played, but it was 2012, so quite a, quite a long time ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was a long time ago. Still,
0: uh, eleven years ago. Jeez. Oh, oh, I, I I won't tell you I was in uh, high school when that when that happened. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, but uh, Wyatt, we have to get from you your uh, DHL uh, Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week. The DHL uh, Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Uh, first off, mate, we all ask you about who your Crusaders Player of the Week was, and that went against Moana Pacifica.
1: Yeah, I've got to go for one of my front-row mates. Um, no surprises there, Joe Moody. Um, I think he's he's really just building nicely, um, doing his core roles really well and, you know, in a, in a really inexperienced pack, you look at that pack that played um, Joe Moody and, and Cody Taylor in the front row, but the rest of that pack was pretty light on experience and, um, you know, to see them to dominate with that group was, um, was something you know, that they'll be really happy about. and Just good to see Moods continuing to to progress through that through what has been a really tough couple of years with injuries um, and to come back from his ACL the way he has just shows how, how keen he is to play well and do well this year. So, Joe Moods.
0: The DHL Super Rugby Pacific. Catch all the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. And what about an overall Super Rugby player of the week? Why can it be someone else from the Crusaders? Can be anyone that you saw throughout the footy you watched?
1: Yeah, I thought the young halfback, um, Royguard from the Hurricanes, was, was pretty special. Um, you know, it's obviously his first year starting and um, he's made a huge impact and what he, what he did on the weekend was was superb. Um, so yeah, he probably stands out for me as, as the player around this week.
0: Now, why the Crusaders are 5-2 and two and they're going to be, uh, they got the bye this week. Now, could you just run us through what a typical bye week actually looks like for somebody in Super Rugby?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it, it depends obviously when it comes. Um, you know, if you have it early on in the season then you'd, you you know—you probably work a bit harder during that bye week. Generally, at the start of the season you're working hard to get that match fitness so there might even be a trial game in there or um, you know something like that but at this stage of the season halfway in it's sort of perfect timing to give the guys a bit of a rest and um, I always found it was really good just to get out of Christchurch wherever that may be Um, whether it's somewhere warm relaxing like Fiji or um, north of New Zealand um, get a spot of fishing in or, or down south get down to um, you know, somewhere we can relax and down the likes. Um, but I just found it was always really good just to get out of Christchurch, away from home, um, away from, uh, you know, the, the, I suppose the um, training base going, you know, because you still train throughout that bi week as well, but you, you want to be training in a different environment, something that's going to be fresh and stimulating so that you, you come back excited to get back amongst the boys and, and back to your training base. Um, yeah, it is, it is a long season. You spend a heck of a lot of time at Rugby Park and Christchurch. so it's yeah, it was just good to get away um, and spend some time with the
0: family. You said it kind of depends on where the buy is, but is it one of those things where you kind of see the part after the buy being like that second half of the season, or maybe like the the second third of the season, and you take you say like the finals yeah. period is that last third?
1: Yeah, definitely. obviously know, it depends when it comes, but this, in this instance, yeah, halfway through the comp, you've got a clear, um, you know, period over the next six or so weeks to really um, get yourself in a position to play final footy. Um, and just looking at, at the games in the next few weeks, um, I'm sure. Uh, obviously, the Rebels first up after the bye, and then then that Chiefs game on 29th of April. Um, I'm sure they'll be excited about that one and, um, you know, that's going to be a real key indicator to see where the team's at, um, you know, and, and welcoming back the likes of um, Sam Whitelock, Will Jordan, Cullen Grace, Ethan Blackadder, um, Oli Yeager from injury um, and those guys wanting to build into that end of the season, um, get some good form under their belt. So, um, yeah, i think that's probably... Where they're, where they're at and what they're thinking about.
0: Now, through the seven games, uh, what have been some of the things that you've really enjoyed seeing from the Crusaders this year?
1: Well, I think the spark from the from the young guys um, has been, you know, pretty notable. I, um, uh, you know, Dom Gardner and um, Timothy Williams, you know, we spoke about them last week, just how good they've been going, but I think the energy that those guys have brought to the party and um you know particularly with all, all those injuries they've really stepped up and um yeah and mean i think you know last week in particularly um you know just that balance of probably having so many injuries and those some of those young guys having had to step up for that front half of the season maybe that was just a bit of a sign that you know they might be a little bit bit tired a little bit fatigued um and you know i think that by week will come at a good time so i think they've had to really battled hard through this front half. They've had to I had to really front up the players that have been available, um, sort of been all hands on, on deck. Um, you know, whoever's available will play. And, um, you know, as I said earlier on tonight, I think it's going to hold them in really good stead later in the comp so that, you know, everyone in the squad's had some game time um, and, and playing some good footy. So uh, I think that's, yeah, that's probably, you know, it's been a tough...
0: Front half of the comp, they've had to grind it out, work hard, um, but they've got through and they're in a decent position to have a crack in the second half, I suppose. Yeah, um, uh, along with the five wins, they had a 31-10 loss to the Chiefs and that, that also lost to the Fiji and uh, as well. What are some of the things you think they really need to work on or what things do you <laughs> think Razor has identified and said, that we've got a couple of weeks here to kind of work on these little things heading into this part of the campaign?
1: Yeah, I think well, obviously execution and discipline has been a bit, a bit lacking in this, in this front half. Um, you know, it, it's probably quite understandable as well though, you know, like if you look at that execution with all those combination changes and um, uh, with, with all the injuries, the rotation that they've had to, to get through as well, um, you know, it's understandable that the, there is a bit of disruption and the rhythm isn't quite there. But I think um, you know, as we get some of these players coming back from injury and they build back into form, I think uh, once they will start getting that rhythm and um, and then obviously the weather changes over the next six weeks or so as well, and that'll bring that full pack into more more into play. And, you know, you'll see Richie really start to drive this that full pack around the park and um, you know get into that sort of finals footing mentality. So. Um, well, while it hasn't all been perfect, I think they're in a good position to launch into
0: that, that car. Yeah, and just going back to the, one of the points you made earlier, uh, you touched on, it's probably going to actually benefit the Crusaders having some of the, these young guys out, and you look at some of the names that are going to be coming back, and it just shows you that it's really important to have that sort of depth. Uh, I look at some of the guys out at the moment: Will Jordan, Cullen Grace, uh, Ethan Blackadder, as well. Uh, don't know how long Jack uh, Goodhue was gone, and of course, Leicester getting scratched uh, late uh, before that game against Moana as well. And it's it's yeah, it's looking it's going to be building nicely for that second half of the campaign.
1: Yeah, and that's like. Uh, my- we, we also spoke earlier on. You don't you don't want to be absolutely firing and all cylinders at the start of the season, and you know sometimes that, a little bit of disruption can really sort of um, you know in, in, in a couple of losses it can really galvanise a team, and you you know yeah you, you, um, your trainings are that little bit more. There's a bit more spice to it. Um, there's a bit of feeling, you know, because Crusaders teams they hate losing, and the expectations are that you always win, and um, you know particularly the team at the moment they've been winning week after week for the last seven years you know and you know in the whole history it's, it's been pretty successful right so you have a couple of slip- ups early and you know that, that's not a great feeling and sort of you start putting a bit of pressure on yourself to start training better and the coaches are looking harder at what we're not doing right um, and maybe fix up and fix up some of those things that whereas if you're sort of just chipping away getting wins, maybe you're not looking as bone deep and, and looking at their real detail like you would when you do have a couple of losses. So, um, yeah, it all stands, stands in good stead, I think. But having said that, you know, there's, there's a couple of other teams in this comp who've got a lot to say about what's going to happen over the next, you know, 10 weeks of this competition. Um, you know, the Chiefs are looking obviously fantastic. The Hurricanes are looking really good this season. Um, and, you know, I think obviously the Blues have had a bit of a slow start as well, but I'm sure they will start to build as this competition goes on. And, you know, they've fired a bit of a warning shot over the weekend, which is, um, yeah, it's good for the comp.
0: And we had a couple more texts come through here. Uh, one, which is unnamed, has said, uh, why you said you didn't remember much of your 100th game. What about your 200th game? <laughs>
1: um, I should remember that, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was the Highlanders in Christchurch and, uh, came off the bench. Um, yeah, we had a, had a win. I think that's, is that, is that sounding right to you, mate? Um, Uh, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll take your word for it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it was obviously that, my last season in 2018 and, um, we'd had quite a few injuries and I'd, I'd had a couple of injuries that year so it was a bit of a um, it was a bit touch and go there whether I was going to make it through to 200 so um, I was pretty happy to finally get there and um, yeah and then we finished the season off with a win so it was good
0: uh, I, It was against the Highlanders and I see they renamed it Wide Crockett Stadium uh, so that that, yeah, was, that that was the other
1: one so actually on that on that night Joe Mead, I don't know whether he wanted me to to get a bit of extra game time since it was my two hundred. but he got injured, I think, in about the fourth minute. Um, so I was sitting parked up there on the bench thinking, oh, yeah, it'll be good for the last 20 or 30 here. Um, Moods goes down, I had to play bloody 75 minutes. It was a bit of a push.
0: <laughs> well, mate, you did a great job getting through it. Uh, and we've had another text here as well, another other, uh, non-named one, and it says, uh, Wyatt, who would you pick to be the Crusaders coach in 2024?
1: Ooh, I've got a couple of names that I've been thinking about. Uh, but there might be some con- contractual issues, but I'd love to see the old mate Andrew Goodman come back from Wednesday. Um I think he sort of served a bit of his time in his apprenticeship um, over the last few years, and um, has some head coaching experience with, with Tasman Marco. won a couple of titles in his first two years in charge. Um, and he's got a great rapport with the players, uh, extremely hardworking, um, and, uh, and yeah, I think he'd have also some good guidance and he'd be able to, he'd be able to lean on the likes of Razor as well, still for some advice. Razor and Leon McDonald, I'm sure those guys would still be, um, you know, keen to help Goody along. So I think someone like that with, with those relationships would, would, would be, be really well suited, understands the Crusaders, understands the environment. Um, yeah, so I'd love to see someone like that. And, and also he's, he's homegrown so, and, a, and a local guy, so,
0: yeah. Coaching's ever something you have thought of delving into?
1: Well, I'm coaching some kids footy at the moment, um, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, maybe in the future I might get into a little bit more um, at a senior level, but... Um, Yeah, I'm enjoying having a bit of time away from uh, professional footy at the moment. Um, But yeah, who knows what the future might hold. I think Tassie might um, be quite keen to help out with their forwards and maybe their uh, front row this year, but we'll just see
0: what happens. Uh, That's good stuff. Uh, Wyatt Crocker, thank you so much for your time uh, in your second week doing uh, In the Red here on SCNZ.
1: Cheers, Sam.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, that's Wyatt Crockett there for In The Red here on SNZ, brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. After the break, it is time for Pacific Flare with Peter Alatini.